this guy gets it. Like you are a awesome marker. I'm not gonna lie. Like when I was reading the book, I was like, I, I hope this doesn't go under the radar for most people. Because I realized I'm learning how to run a business from professors who have never ran businesses. <laughs> um, and that didn't make sense. So I dropped out and um, I, I started writing books uh, about businesses that I ran. And those did decently well. People started asking how to do it. And then that led to creating self-publishing <laughs> school. Um, and then fast forward to today, we've in the last seven years, we've published a little over 6,000 books Wow! now. And that was part of doing the second edition is how do I more strategically structure this book to generate lead sales and referrals for my business? All right, here we go. We've got hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit before. podcast. Where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. That's right. So go ahead to contentsprofit.com and join the community. Oh, yeah, guys. And today we have an incredible guest. And he's going to be talking all about an incredible topic which is disrupting the traditional publishing industry i want to mu much more I'm, I'm much more yeah i'm much more we actually were discussing <laughs> like dude we want to take this conversation to so many places uh, but we'll see where it goes i want to i want to count how many episodes just an incredible guest incredible topic we, we need like a compilation of that of that <laughs> i know well we try, wait, every single guest is incredible exactly. and every topic is so awesome okay it's, it's not my fault that we just get awesome people here on the podcast just yeah throwing that out there guys if you're enjoying this show go ahead and follow it in your favorite platform and on social media at bizrosco where you can connect with us that is right and if today's guest help you move one step closer towards your goal please don't forget to share this episode with three friends that is your ticket of admission thank I, you i have a question are yep. you ready to grow your impact income and business <laughs> then you better be ready for today's epic guest that is right today's guest is in this world to challenge traditional publishing and help others change people's lives by putting their stories and wisdom into books all this while being a broke college dropout turned multi-millionaire uh, dollar business owner in 18 months <laughs> I, I just added a few words in there that, that's very for, impressive for emphasis <laughs> <laughs> that is actually very impressive he's also the host of the self-publishing school podcast owner of the self-publishing.com author of, of published Dude. and the person that will hold your hand as you write your next book i'm just gonna say there he has the right positioning this Ooh. guy knows marketing and we're gonna dive into that yeah please welcome the guy that will take you from blank page to ten thousand copies sold chandler bold let's go <laughs> Yeah, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. I can't wait to hear that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> What's up, Chandler? Man? How you doing? Welcome to the show, man. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Oh, man. It's, it's a pleasure. I've been, I've been waiting for, for this day. You know, we had a previous conversation, a connection call, just getting to know each other. And I was like, this guy is legit so i'm very excited i'm gonna throw this out there i read about three quarters of the book i still haven't finished it yet but i was like man this is this is pretty good you're gonna help a lot of people with it but before we dive into that for those that don't know you or they might not know your story you know how you went from college dropout to turn into millionaire multi-million uh dollar business owner like what what's the story in there mm. Yeah. So I would say, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a 
C-level English student, a college dropout with ADHD who ended up writing and publishing books. Um, and uh, someone who hated writing and, and hated reading, but, but really fell in love with both and discovered mm. that books changed lives. My, my, my backstory, I mean, I'm kind of an entrepreneur through and through, um, dropped out of uh, college because I realized I'm learning how to run a business from professors who have never ran businesses. <laughs> um, and that didn't make sense. So I dropped out and um, I, I started writing books uh, about businesses that I ran and those did decently well. People started asking how to do it. And then that led to creating self-publishing school. Um, and then fast forward to today, we've, in the last seven years, we've published a little over 6,000 books wow. um, in that time period. And so we published one to three books a day, um, changed a lot of lives through those books and uh, grown a lot of businesses. And and then us as a business, we've grown pretty quick in that, uh, in that time frame too. Wow, that's crazy. Way before with that, I have so many questions here, and I'm gonna let my brother put in some questions there, in here as well. Chandler, there, there's that there's that hashtag going around called Fonzie choke the mic. Um, that, <laughs> yeah, that, I like to that, take over that's, sometimes. That's what happens. Um, I, I'm, I'm just curious. You mentioned that you know you had some previous experience with businesses and whatnot. Do you had any like entrepreneurial background? Your parents, you know, family members that they had their own businesses, or were you just like natural entrepreneur? You're like, let me figure things out. Yeah, uh, I would say um, my dad was an entrepreneur, runs a small mm. town construction business. Um, my mom is dental hygienist turned realtor. Um, so, you know, being a realtor yeah. is kind of like running mm. your own business. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, I mean, it's, it's kind of in the DNA uh, a little bit, I'd say. Yeah. Um, the reason we asked, right, like we grew up in a, in a family probably zero entrepreneurship yeah, our, I mean, our dad had a hint but it's like is is that guy that tries the hustler the hustler and and uh, you know that was like the whole perspective and that started even after um we came to the states right we we're origi yeah. originally from venezuela um so that's pretty cool and uh it has been it has been a fun challenge trying mm -hmm. like coming without like any expectations or like not knowing right it's been like oh, crazy world uh, immigrants are the ultimate entrepreneurs If, if you were an immigrant, first generation immigrant, you're an entrepreneur, whether you started a business or not, I think, because um, you yeah. made an independent decision that's outside of the norm, mm. which I think that's what, and you created a different future, mm. right? For your family. Yeah. That's entrepreneurship. <laughs> it's the same it. thing, in Let's my go. opinion. I've got one I of the guys it. on my staff, Pedro Matos, wrote a book called I Wish Everyone Was an Immigrant. Oh, um, wow. And it's about kind of what we can learn from immigrants in the pursuit of the, the American dream. and. Yeah. And, and I think it's very applicable uh, for your dad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I'm just going to throw this out there. We, we've had a, a title for a book. Well, you started it and then I kind of like took it uh, as well, which <laughs> yeah. is uh, what to do when your dreams don't come true. And we might have to come to, to you, Chandler. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some powerful stories before yeah. uh, 2010 in there. Um, Chandler, I'm, I'm very curious. Like wh why a book, right? Like you, you, you're in college, college dropout. You're like, ah, attention going crazy. Like I, I, I believe that I'm also self-diagnosed <laughs> all of that. Right. <laughs> I don't have the, the, the proof, but, um, writing was really challenging for me. Right. Like, so v that's where, that's when we found video and podcasting yeah. and this, this medium has helped us so much. So I'm very right. curious, like why books like what ignited that like and then how were you able to keep consistency mm. yeah so why books i think I, it felt like i felt like i had information that would help people mm. and it started out as a small pdf and it evolved into a book mm. and, and we said one day hey this is getting kind of good like maybe we should publish this on amazon and yeah. so i think if i would have set out with my first book to write a, and publish a book 
I think I probably would have been too intimidated to do it. Um, Cause Ooh, you know, I was the person who my classmates would, you know, spend an hour or two, three hours, turn a paper in, get an A. I'd be up all night in the library, turn that, turn that paper in, get a C or a D, right? It's just, yeah. it just wasn't working. So yeah. um, I think I felt like, hey, this can help people. And then over time, I've fallen in love with the mechanism mm. of books. And I think they're one of the best ways to crystallize thought. And then mm. to also create what I call leveraged impact. You create this book once, that book goes on to impact thousands, maybe even tens of thousands, millions of people. Right. And so yeah. that plus the, the reader in me. So we always talk about how books change the lives of readers. Right. Um, but sorry, the author in me. So books mm -hmm. change the lives of authors, too. It's not yeah. about the book. It's about who you become in the process of writing and publishing that book. And so I started to realize when I dropped out, I said, I need to I need to treat treat it like I'm still in school. Just keep learning like I'm still in school. And what I realized is, you know, so many people look for a mentor and they're like, how do I find a mentor? How do I find the smartest, most successful people on the planet have crystallized the best things they know into a book. It's a $15 mentor <laughs> for 15 bucks and a handful of hours. You can read that book and learn the best things that they know. And so I yep. just started doing that yeah. and seeing the fruits of that in my business. So I think the combo of the both of those, it's like, okay, me as an author, but then also me as a reader, like this is a really powerful mechanism. Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Um Oh, hold on, hold on. Can I make a comment? Uh, it's not a question. It's a comment. All right, uh, all right. Clear, clearly, there's a battle going over here, Chandler, for, for, your, for your love. Um, anyways, <laughs> so um, you mentioned something that was like is super important in the creation process, right? Because a lot of the people that we help with their shows or to, to grab that traction, even after they're already publishing for a few years uh, in video form, right, is removing the friction. Sometimes we lean towards like adding a ton of friction. And, uh, you know, right now with our coaching clients, it's funny because they, they come with like this preconceived notion of what a show could look like. And then we, when we explore what that perfect show would look like is all these things. Right. And then you're like, okay, what adds friction to you right now to start executing? And there's mm -hmm. all these things. Yes. Right. And they're yes. like, okay, can we reduce it? And, and I love how you said, I start, it started with a PDF and then yeah. it evolved through that. Right. And immediately yeah. I personally had a massive epiphany in that exact moment because I'm like, we've been thinking about these things and we probably have frameworks for days to potentially develop uh, different kind of books or different things on different concepts and different things. Right. And you're like, okay, same concept applies, right? Remove the friction. Yeah. So <clears throat> let this, <clears throat> sorry, let this getting, be a reminder. Sentimental over here. I, I'm getting so emotional. <laughs> it's like, I've seen it. Um, it it's, it's a reminder, right? For, for everybody listening that has been following the journey, remove the friction, whatever. It doesn't matter what the medium is for us. It was podcasting for us. It's long form video, but uh, it, it applies as well. So thank you for, for bringing that out there. Yeah, as I was reading your book, I was actually thinking like, oh man, like we already have a few frameworks that would fit perfectly mm. into into the same yeah. type of book that that you wrote, right? And there's a chapter in there where where you kind of like categorize the different types of books that somebody can write, and I think mm -hmm. you made it crystal clear. But I want to back up here a little bit, and you know, I thought that I just got while you were explaining your journey in school and then moving on was that I feel like academic writing is what turns people off from doing something else, right? Because there's this perception that if, if you don't write that way, you're writing the wrong way. And I think that happens with a lot of things. Once we start getting into, you know, publishing video, X, Y, and C, other different mediums, right? We see how yeah. certain people do it. And that is all we know. That is our frame or perspective. And we think, if I don't do it like that, I'm doing it wrong. But what I love about you is that you went on and you find your own way 
by finding your own way, then you said that it's about who you become while you are writing this book. And you clearly started developing your own framework and then realized, wow, I can help many other people do the same thing. That is that I, I think that change is absolutely amazing. So can you illustrate a little bit what is that person that you turn into, right? Uh, mm. Which is, I feel is more the Chandler of today. Mm. Yeah, well, and, and also I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that, but I also want to touch on one thing you just uh, mentioned there, which is academic writing turning off people to writing. Um, and I think I think an important thing if, as an aspiring author is write like you talk and teach how people learn. Mm. <laughs> uh, and so it, it, in this book, right? So write like you talk and teach how people learn. Because if you do that, then people get more out of the book. And so I think that's a, a, a maybe an encouragement for people is they say sometimes the best students or the be, or, sorry the worst students are the best teachers because they know what it's like to struggle. And so for me, I've always felt like my gift was uh, making complex topics or things simple. Yeah. Um, it's like for me, it's like can you explain it to me on a napkin? If not, I'm probably not going to get it. And so I need you to do that. <laughs> and yep. so when I'm teaching, I want to explain stuff on a napkin so that somebody instantly gets it. And so I, so I think that in a way circles back to to answer um, the who you become in the process of writing a book, which is, you know, you learn so many skills. Yeah. You learn writing skills. You learn yeah. marketing skills. You learn business skills. You learn um, so many of those things. But you also become a better communicator. Mm. And the you crystallize your concepts. Yeah. Because you're having to crystallize it into a book. So with this book, you know, the newest book, it, you know, I wrote the first edition years ago. This is the second edition that just came out. So much of what we teach changed in those mm -hmm. five, six years, but yeah. the book didn't. And that's why I wanted to do the second edition. But even the process of doing the second edition, there were all of these concepts that were, they were vague. They were kind of fuzzy. They were loosely yeah. connected that I just never took the time to sit down and say, all right, I need to crystallize and make mm -hmm. this a clear framework or checklist or acronym or any of those things. And the writing of the second edition forced me to do that, which now makes all of our content better. Yeah, and so I absolutely. think that's for people who think about writing a book. That's one of the powers of doing it. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. And by the way, guys, uh, Chandler here has been super kind and he's actually given away 50 hard copies of his book. So make sure you go check him out at publishbook.com slash CIP. Go and claim your copy. For, for the people tuning in live, is, that, is the link good to go? Can we? Yeah, the link's good to go today. And first 50 people get a physical copy of the book. It's publishedbook.com forward slash CIP. So content is profit. Um, and um, that's in the US. Um, if you're outside the US, you can still fill out the form and we'll send you a digital copy. That's of awesome. The book for free as well. Yeah, that's great. And for those that like audiobooks and. Uh, Kindle and stuff like that. You also have those in there because that's where I got it from. I love the audio sync. I think that nice. that tool is absolutely amazing. Yeah. But I, I want to go back to something that you mentioned in the book that really caught my attention. And I think this applies for every sort of content. You know, most people, I feel like they publish, they create with the perception or more the expectation of I'm going to impact a whole bunch of people. Right. And there's this kind of like, proportion that you give in inside of the book and i don't remember the exact numbers but you said for every thousand books that you have uh like 800 people are going to read it 
200 people will be like influenced by it and you're going to change one people one person's life something like that and again i don't yeah. remember the whole numbers if you do the math with those numbers that you said <laughs> probably doesn't add up but i i find that super impressive because a lot of people are like i feel like they they expected that if they create something it's going to change everybody's life immediately and that is discouraging because of course when you don't see those responses coming your way you're like oh well what am i Why am I going to keep doing this, right? Why am I going to keep being consistent? And I'm curious on like, how did you notice that? How did you notice that you had that one person out of this multitude of people that you were actually changing their life? Is there a story in there that, you know, maybe somebody got to you on, you know, maybe made you tear up a little bit or what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of stories, but I think when, when people reach out and say, this book changed my life <laughs> uh, and, mm -hmm. and then there's, you know, that's really what urged me to do the second edition is so many stories like that. Because I think sometimes it sounds funny to say as someone who's, you know, written a few books and, and, and all that, it, it, like my focus is really a lot on self-publishing school. Yeah. So I view myself more as an entrepreneur than an author mm -hmm. um, and in a weird way. Um, but, but it was, what sort of happened in is I remember my brother, he plays in a pretty big uh, rock and roll band um, and they're about to go on tour And nice. uh, his guitar tech said, hey, uh, you know, how's your brother doing? And he said, how do you know my brother? Um, and he said, well, I read his book and I published a book. And then I went to a cider arcade here in Austin. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm there like playing arcade games and stuff. Somebody comes up to me. They're like, hey, are you that guy who wrote that book called Published? And, and I was like, yeah. And he said, well, this, me and my sister, who's right here, we both read it and we both published books. That's and awesome. it's like those stories just kept popping up everywhere. And so then I realized, yeah. hold up. Okay, we've changed so many lives and published over 6,000 books through self-publishing school. How many stories like this are there of people who didn't even work with us at self-publishing school, yeah. just read this book mm. and then wrote and published their book? And so just realizing this can be a huge example of yeah. leveraged impact for me personally Um, and it'll be one of the best things we do to grow the business. Absolutely. And so that's where I really started to see that out in the wild. Uh, and that really drove it home to do the next book. And then, you know, there's tons of other stories of like seeing that happen for our students yeah. and their books and like all that. Yeah. I feel, I feel like it's that, uh, our, our last effect, I think it is, you know, that, I mean, you impacted those students, those people yeah. that might have not been your students, but I guess indirectly they were your students through the book, right? And then they yeah. publish, and then those people are going to go on and impact other people. So I got that, that ripple effect. I think that is absolutely amazing. And I want to encourage, you know, the person that is listening right now to think about their content like that. It's like, hey, maybe you're not going to impact all 100,000 people that tune into your content, but maybe you can impact one person, right? And We always give this, uh, I guess, illustration of this picture. Imagine yourself in a room with 10 people, right? And you have to speak in front of them. Like It, it does become a little bit intimidating. But when we see the number 10, for example, right on the screen, oh, only 10 people watch this video. We, I don't know why that, that perception changes. But at the end of the day, like that impact is absolutely yeah. amazing. I um since you mentioned that phrase, like write like you talk and teach how you uh, and teach how people learn. Um, that was like glue, sticky, sticky, which I mm -hmm. love because um obviously our English is not very good looking. So that, that's your English. That's my English. <laughs> that's definitely my English. But here here's here's my story. When I came to in college, right, I I went. 
to the University of North Florida, and uh, my English was way worse, like nine years ago. So I remember sitting down writing class, and uh, this was probably one of the first pieces of content that I created in English, right? And this person was like, hey, write this essay. And I literally wrote like I speak, right? And I was the, one of the lucky ones. I had a professor that she read it, and she's like, this is amazing. Do not ever change the way that you write. Was it in Spanglish? No, it was definitely in English. <laughs> uh, but... You know, to me, I was like, oh, wow, this is great. Like, like I didn't receive, like, any feedback, but, like, encouragement, right? And then I discover uh, <laughs> that that's not the case in in most education system here or even back mm. home, right? And I'm like, wow, that's, yeah. that, that's crazy. So I guess I was lucky to, to have that experience at the very beginning, and now you're reaffirming. It's like, great. But great. that set me to, like, be very uh, authentic the way that I write, the way that I speak, the way that we do this show even, right? Like, from the last, like, 200 episodes. But how do you identify how people learn, right? Like, because uh, mm. like mm. we just started uh, with our programs, like we've offered the service for the, the last two years. And uh, we've been very fortunate to people that have been coming into a world that they potentially could do the service, but they cannot afford it, right? And, and that's yep. fine. But now we're like, okay, how can we actually serve these people? And we have these programs that we have going on. We have a couple of betas running. Yeah. But it has been challenging, right? Because like, we're maybe sometimes we're so in it and we're so passionate about these things. You know, I am guilty of techno bubble, how Fonzie calls <laughs> it, right? Like I go into the technical things. And so yeah. how do you identify how people learn? It's mm, a great question. So I'm going to use you guys as a case study. So you've been, you said you've been teaching this for two years. We've been offering the service, uh, of, service. of yeah. Content momentum yeah. service. And then now you've got a beta that's, or you've got a couple betas happening. Yes. And then you've got people, I'm assuming, is this in a one-on-one or a group environment? We've had both. So the one active right now is in a one-on-one environment. Perfect. And so what I what I would do and what I've done is I, I use those beta programs. And even if anyone's listening to this, watching this and has one-on-one client work, you've had probably similar conversations. And so the first step to running a great business is creating systems and SOPs, mm-hmm. right? And, and then that allows you to scale. And so in creating some of those systems and SOPs, you've actually started creating some of the structure for your book of how you teach this process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would look at with this beta group, um, the way I've done beta groups in the past is sell, then build. Um, so s- sell it out first, then ask, okay, how do I build this in a way that will be helpful for you? And then build exactly what they want. And then say, if you have any questions as we build this out or things that aren't covered, um, reach out to me and I'll create content mm. specifically on that. So you're making a better experience for all your customers while also making a better product because you're answering the questions that people have as you go along the way. And then as you keep cycling, you know, at this point with self-publishing school, we've just had thousands and thousands of students run through this curriculum. You just keep iterating. And yeah. I think there's a few ways that um, if you're trying to teach how people learn, it's iterative learning and it's you you see what lands and what when is someone like hey this is techno babble okay yeah i'm not going to mention that and now now maybe so so you you've seen kind of iterations of that so you've built that instinct and 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 for most people if you have something worth teaching in a book you've probably been out in the field doing it and so that mm-hmm. you have gotten feedback loops on how people learn specific yeah. to this content 
or this concept or this content. And th that's going to help you refine it already before you even start writing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you mentioned there something very important, feedback loop, right? And uh, we have a friend, I think we have this friend in common. Uh, he was also on the on the show on the on the show on the show <laughs> on the show now uh, uh, who, who's uh who's the best english uh, i'm just saying uh hashtag pick a bro <laughs> uh, his name is alex sharfin right he's amazing and yep. he when he came he talked about having those 100 conversations with um future customers right or prospects he's like before building anything or before delivering on the product right sell them build make sure you're talking to a hundred people and they're gonna give you the feedback of exactly what they want. And I think, like you mentioned, right, that is the way to learn, uh, to teach how people learn, right? Now, uh, I want to transition here a little bit to marketing because when I was, you know, reading slash listening to your book, I noticed in my mind, I was like, this guy gets it. Like you are a awesome marketer. I'm not gonna lie. Like when I was reading the book, I was like, I, I hope this doesn't go under the radar for most people because most people feel like publishing a book is just the act of, you know, building it, putting it out there and, and, and kind of like passively wait or, or very passively promote the book. But you, you gave me, the, you didn't use these words in the book, but it gives me the impression that you use the book obviously as a top of funnel, you know, mechanism to bring yeah. people into your world, into your business. And, you know, you have call to actions throughout the book. You have resources, multiple places for people to sign up to your email list. There's even a place in the book where you mentioned, and I love this. You said, for me, it's more valuable an email, the contact information of somebody, than the royalties that I can get for from a book. And I was like, this is awesome. This guy is definitely your homie right here. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about that. Like, how do you get, how do you discover that part of, of publishing, right? How do you realize the leverage that publishing your own book could have in your business? Yeah, I think I published the first book. Um, it brought in, uh, built an email list of 4,000 people within, wow. I want to say three to six months. And I had nothing to sell them which most people have a product to sell and no email list, right? But I realized, oh my gosh, this is the power of a book. And so now, and that was part of doing the second edition is how do I more strategically structure this book to generate lead sales and referrals for my business? Now, I think two things are really important here. You need to write a really great book, mm -hmm. teach everything you know, and people will pay you to tell the, to them again, <laughs> right? So, yeah. so don't hold back and don't make this a glorified sales pitch or pamphlet for your business. Like a lot of people do. And, and but then, then strategically turn readers into subscribers or paying customers by just the structure. And so that's where I wanted to, on this next pass say, all right, and I'm making the book better while also turning those folks into leads or customers. Right? So I've got a part in the book about how to outline your book. And then I say, Hey, go here to get a 25 page Google doc template where you can just fill in the, fill in the blanks yeah. for your book. <laughs> That's yeah. really helpful. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm creating a helpful resource to where if they're reading the book, they're like, Oh man, this is going to save me dozens of hours yeah. by downloading this thing. And when I'm downloading this thing, I'm raising my hand and saying, Hey, I'm interested. And maybe I'd want to work with self publishing school. Yeah. So little things like that. And I, it's funny, I actually have a chapter in the book about um, how for how people can do this strategically, use a book to grow your email list, because mm -hmm. I think it's one of the best things you do, you can do to to turn um, 
to improve lead sales and referrals for your business. You're, you're building a multi-hour relationship with someone. You're proving your worth. And the root word of authority is author. You can't spell the word authority without the word author, right? Oh, so that's good. You're, you're becoming authority in the mind of your reader. Yeah, that's so good. You can tell uh, how both of us were like, ooh, let's oh, take notes right yeah, now. Yeah, hold on. Uh, go, <laughs> golden boulder moment. Yep. Golden boulder moment. Fancy you brought your helmet. Um, we don't have the helmets yet. You're slacking. <laughs> okay. Um, Chandler, like we, we have this analogy, right? When we first were introduced to like the, the, the online marketing things and we were under this amazing mentor that we have and uh, this was uh, a few years back, but he was describing this situation where like your customer, right? Imagine um, a golf course, right? On the green and you have like the, the, the hole and then what we're trying to sell, like depending on your message, right? Uh, if the ball is as close as possible to the hole versus as far as possible from the hole, right? And I feel like with every page of your book, and I haven't read it by the way, full disclosure, like after this, shame I'm gonna, you, I know, shame on me. <laughs> Fonzie like kept it for himself, by the way. Like he told me this morning, oh, by the way, do you read a challenge book? And I'm like, what book? <laughs> <laughs> so he definitely threw me under the bus in there, but I'll be like consuming it like crazy. But uh, I feel like with the description, what you're doing with every single page is like a, a little tap to that ball to get her very close to it, like giving all the resources and helping them and guide them through this journey to get them in there. And that's exactly the path that we describe on, on, on content but here you have like this you are you're creating this experience really yeah uh, um that is very positive that you're getting closer and closer because you get him to execute to take action to the things and through those actions they get to know you yeah. a little bit better well and let me just touch on that because i think this is the essence of content marketing right mm -hmm. which is content marketing i think it it it, it when done well, it does two things. It adds value and, and, and fulfills the intent of the searcher, right? Or the person who is looking for that. So it is, it is an added value, positive experience, and it moves that person closer to a buying decision. Yeah. Right. And so when you do both, the, the goal is that, that they, you know, if you have a solution that solves that problem that they're searching for, well, then yes, you're going to add value with that content. And then is exactly what you said we're going to move them closer to a buying decision. Now that decision might be no, yeah. um, but we're moving them closer to a decision where they're understanding that either I'm going to write this book or I'm not, and I'm going to work with self-publishing school or I'm not. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, I love how you put it. That is the essence of content marketing right there. And writing a book is a big piece of it as, as well, right? And I love how you mentioned that don't make your book a glorified pamphlet for your business. And I could Please tell... Do. Again, one of my thoughts as I was reading your book, I was like, dude, I could literally go and publish a book by myself just with this book that you created. You made it in a way it looks, uh, it feels a bit as a, as a workbook, which is really cool too, right? You got like, okay, now it's time to do the mind mapping, right? Cool. Let's sit down and you do, you give a resource for that. Let's do it. Um, and I think that's extremely important because now. And one of the challenges I see with content marketing or any sort of information out there is that people are in this kind of like consumer mode and they just consume one thing and then they move on to the next one. But you, in a way, hold them accountable to take action. It's like, okay, cool. You learned this. Now it's time to put it into action. And I think by doing that, you're also building trust with the audience, right? And they're actually attributing their success or if they get certain certain result they're going to attribute that to you and to your book. And I think that is key right there when we're talking again, the essence of content marketing is don't just give information, actually help people to take the action to move them steps yeah. forward, right? Don't just give them stuff and forget about it. No, like 
we genuinely want to help these people in this case publish a book right yeah Charlie, yeah um clearly there's competition out there right like for your business uh you know since we started this journey on content like we've seen it everywhere right but i think like you probably are one of the ones that created like the most positive impact not just by the conversation but like with the way that you've structured everything and how you position yourself so on 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 the marketing side on the content side it's very important how you position yourselves like for for us we've heard the feedback the energy the way that you guys run the show whatever like that is like the thing right that, that is like you you met the bistros have you been the, in the party yet i'm like what party um <laughs> but it's like how how do you guys decided how to position your company right and what was that process like mm, great question Um, I don't know that it was so much of a process. It's probably the same as you guys, right? I don't know if it was so much of a process as much as it was just being who we are um, yeah. and saying this is what's important to us. And so it's we know that we want to be genuine. We want to be authentic. We want to be helpful. Um, we want to be positive, upbeat, young, vibrant, kind of this uh, in, a, in a publishing world where the, a lot of those things don't exist. Mm. Um, we want to be that kind of breath of fresh air. And But then we also want to be very action-oriented. And it's always about the very next step. And so when we're working with our students, it's milestones. And then how do you take the next step? Let's be punchy, short, to the point, and let's move forward. Um, yeah. And so kind of that high energy, high accountability, next step orientation that um, I think it's just who we are and who, who kind of who we become as a, uh, as a company. Absolutely. Awesome. I think that's awesome. Uh, Chandler, we're, we're getting here close to the end, but I'm curious on what, what's next for for you and your company, right? I mean, you publish the second version of your book. Um, do you have any other books in the works? Are you working on some programs? Uh, uh, here, spill the beans. Yeah, um, I, no no books in the works for now. I just, I'm, it's, it's, I'm doing what I teach, which is market the book that you, mm. that you have. And this is, you know, so for at least the next year, I'll be screaming from the rooftops about this book, right? Yeah. Um, but what's next for the company? Uh, we're on a mission to publish 100,000 books by 2035. Wow. Um, that's the big goal. We've, like I said, six, 7,000 books of the way there um, that we know of that we can track so far. Um, so a uh, long way to go, a lot of progress so far. Um, but yeah, long way to go. Um, and then we also, what's new, we, we just rolled out a bunch of uh, done for you services. Mm. So. It was just a big challenge for our students and they kept, they've asked about this for years and we just quite frankly didn't want to do it. <laughs> um, and we said, all right, well, we'll, we'll do it. So now we do book formatting, we do cover design, we upload oh, nice. to Amazon, pick keywords, like all these publish their book for them, like all these things that just were really roadblocks and people would have to pay a bunch of different people to help. Um, now it's kind of, we've, it's all under um, the yeah. roof of self-publishing school and self-publishing.com. So yeah. um, that's, uh, that's what we started doing, yeah. which has been a big hit. Yeah. Congrats, guys. It's, a, it's a good lesson there for, for those that are listening that have their own business as well. Listen to your customers. Yeah. And oh my gosh. Yes. Be, be, build for, for what they're asking. Right. And yes, yeah. I, I agree with you sometimes it's like, but I really don't want to do that. But yeah. guess what? We actually, uh, <laughs> just, just like our previous guest uh, said I, on, on Wednesday, James, He told us like, man, like, I love taking things from zero to one, but I hate being the consistent one doing that one thing forever. So he's like, I'll just build it, I'll validate it, and then I'll hire somebody to be consistent. And I think that yep. is, you know, as a business owner, as the entrepreneur, that is a role, right? Sure, I'm going to listen to this person. They have this challenge. Can I offer the solution? Great. 
I can build it, take it from zero to one, and then put somebody build the systems and processes, just like you mentioned, and then put somebody in place yeah. to run yeah. that. Chandler, uh, this has been super exciting. By the way, like you're more than invited for part two of Content is Profit. We have to continue yeah. this conversation. We, we got to talk about your podcast. I'm, cur I'm curious about yeah. listening to, you know, podcasts <laughs> and take on podcasting and then like, books and all that stuff. I think it would be interesting. So before yeah. that, we're going to let the audience vote. They're going to tell us, yes, I already, I already, I can feel it. I can feel it. But anyways, even if they say no, you're going to be coming. Anyways, uh, Chad, what's, what's a good action point for somebody that's in that transition, right? They're, they have a business. They're like, oh my gosh, there's all this knowledge. I need to structure it in a way. Like, how can I be consistent? Like they're in that stage of trying to find out like what's their publishing like route. Like, so what's your advice? Yeah. Uh, start. And take 15 minutes as soon as this interview is over. Um, blank sheet of paper, write your book topic, put 15 minutes on the clock, write out everything that you can think of on that topic, stories, lessons you've learned, all those things, brainstorm. I talk about that, I want to say in chapter five of the book. Mm. Um, and, and just start with that. And you'll be amazed at how much content um, that you have in that noggin of yours. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. This reminds yeah. me uh, with, with Jeff, one of the, the coaching clients that we have. Um, his friction point was actually going on video, right? And we're like, okay, for the next seven days, just do one video a day, right? And uh, today we had the other call and he's like, I have 40 more topics. I'm going to keep going. And you're like, oh, this is incredible. We like unlocked yeah. it. And uh, Progress begets progress. Yes. And to your point, man, those 15 minutes, you know, we'll, we'll unlock that. And th so thank yeah. you for that. Uh, I have another action point. Go to publishbook.com slash CIP and yes. claim your copy of the book. I know. Yeah, grab a copy of the book for free. We I noticed I was just looking. We had a couple people already while we were on here. Hey, let's go! Um, <laughs> so it, it's for free and it's on me and there's no shipping and handling. There's none of that stuff. <laughs> Literally, just tell me where to send it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, you're gonna see my name very soon over there because uh, <laughs> Fancy hit the all the resources that you guys share with. Do me. it, man. Do it. <laughs> um, where where will you be if you didn't publish? Who? Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't even fathom that. Uh, not running self-publishing school, uh, maybe still in school. Um, I don't know, uh, run, maybe running some other business, um, but definitely not on the stage that I'm on and, uh, and, and where we're at. Uh, I can't imagine. Yeah. It, it's, it's crazy to think. I, I love that question because like for us too, I mean, we've been with the podcast two years now and it's it's hard yeah. to imagine like we would have been out of out of business for sure oh yeah um a, a business <laughs> yeah probably on the streets well you <laughs> katie would have taken care of me <laughs> katie's my wife by the way uh huge shout out to my beautiful wife all right here we go she she doesn't listen to these episodes by the way <laughs> One, uh, day, one day she'll listen one day and, and she'll I be like, wow, so many shout outs. I know. You, you <laughs> love it. Uh, Chandler, I mean, obviously they can find you at publishedbook.com slash CIP. Go get your free copy. But what else? Where, where can connect, they can connect with you, with uh, your company, with your show? Yeah, um, I'm old school. Um, so only social media I have is Facebook. Um, we've got the Self-Publishing School podcast um, where we interview top authors. Um, that might be a helpful resource. And the last piece is um, if you're, if you're thinking, Hey, this is inspiring. I want to write a book and, um, I want to see about, um, maybe getting self-publishing schools, help putting together an action plan, that sort of thing. Um, go to self-publishingschool.com forward slash apply. Uh, and you can book a call with my team. We'll chat through your idea, your goals, your next steps, and 
<laughs> put together an action plan, uh, see if we might be able to help. That's so awesome, man. Uh, this has been incredible. Uh, thank you for joining us on a, on a Friday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to the party. F- it's, a, uh, it's a good start to the weekend, let me tell you. Yeah. John, anything else you want to add before you, we head out? Uh, I just, you guys are amazing. I love, uh, it sounds like you've gotten this feedback before, but I love the energy <laughs> and the enthusiasm. Uh, and then it just the, the, you guys are naturals at this. <laughs> I love what you're doing. It's so cool. And, and just seeing your, uh, your love for each other and, and for, for this topic and this content and just um, what you're creating. It's, it's, it's very unique. It's very needed. Um, so Thank keep you. it up. Wow. Thank you, man. It means a lot, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, you don't see that behind the scenes where we, you know, <laughs> we're we, we each punch other. each other, but it's fine. This is the happy place. We're like, okay, we need to stop fighting. Let's go to the show. <laughs> yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Really we're, appreciate the feedback. We're, we're going to have to do uh, a Austin, Texas tour. And, I know. There's and, so many awesome people over yeah. there that have been on the show. So. Yeah, we've interviewed a few people from, from Austin, and there's quite a few people in Austin that we want to interview, too. I feel like that's the, the hot spot right Come now. Come to Texas, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, any any last dancing or two-stepping <laughs> yeah I, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. i grew okay. up in south carolina so uh, uh, you know that's uh <laughs> you're a natural you gotta, you gotta know a little bit yeah funny story before we head out we ended up going to when we had the t-shirt company we were in this conference in orlando and it was like three venezuelans and uh, our roommate who's a six foot southern and the company was called six foot southern right so we ended up in downtown orlando in the only i think it was called saddle up yeah, the saddle only up. country <laughs> downtown yes. orlando and the only ones doing the two-step was were the venezuelans like we were like we were the two venezuelans trying to teach two-step into the orlando people that was hilarious yeah uh we yeah, might have been i, I thought you were gonna I feel like two-stepping is to the south what salsa is to like Miami, Southern Florida. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. Pretty yeah. accurate. Pretty accurate. Very accurate. Uh, I mean, we had a good time. We might have yeah. to like see That's where awesome. the pictures are. Awesome. But. So. <laughs> What I got from this part of the conversation is that we're going to step in in Austin <laughs> and we're recording we're a whole bunch of podcasts when we go there. I hope I got to get you guys to teach me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see. That could that could be pretty chaotic. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. With that said, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite social media channels and at Base Bros Co. That is right. And if Chandler here help you move one step forward towards your goal, please don't forget to get your book at publishbook.com slash CIP and and leave a five-star review see ya bye guys